Listen up, buttercups. She's back. Listen up, guys. School is officially back in session. Well, not really, because the kids here in New Jersey don't start till September 8th. But for you fuckers listening, I'm back. I gave you the summer off, and now let's get into it. Let's talk some shit, won't we? So super fun. I just recorded an entire episode and deleted the entire thing other than my intro. So this one might not be as enthusiastic since I just recorded it an hour ago and deleted it five minutes ago. But it wouldn't be me if that didn't happen. Anyway, let's get right into it, guys. What do I have in the background today? I would love to say that I have friends because it's such a pick-me-up, but I actually have sex in the city. Because we're going to discuss some sex in the not-so-city situation that I put myself in. Okay, so the year is, I don't know what the goddamn year is. Let's just say this is another fuck-up of mine in my 20s. So um, let me just set the scene for you. I was in my 20s. I think I was a sophomore, maybe a junior in college. And I was dating this guy. Well, I was seeing this guy. Let's call him states right so states um like like united states so i'm seeing this guy called states named states um states was a really nice guy he was like one of those guys you bring home to mom like he was so sweet he was so nice and just a little too nice for me like those good morning beautiful how are you doing beautiful hope you had a great day beautiful and i can't stand that that being said He always knew how to boost up my self-esteem when I was feeling down and out. So when my self-esteem was low, you best believe States is the guy that I'm calling. He would make me feel like the only girl in the world, like I had this hourglass beautiful figure when I really had a refrigerator one, like I could do no wrong. So one day, I'm driving home from college, and I'm bored as shit and not feeling so great about myself. So... Who do I text, call, email? States. I invite him to come over to my garden apartment. Now, let me just set up what my apartment looked like. It was a garden apartment. Um, Our door was in the living room. No mailbox. We had a mail slot. And Aaron and I shared a bedroom, which faced the back of the garden apartment. Um, In our bedroom was my bed, Aaron's small crib, and one of those pop-up Thomas the Engine tents. You guys know them, those pop-up tents that toddlers, three-year-olds play in. So that tent was directly under my bedroom window. Let's get to what a fucked up human being I was in my 20s. (laughs) So I invite him to come over and like any other girl, I start getting ready, shaving from big toe to hairy eyebrows, getting it done. I'm sitting on the couch. Now, this guy doesn't live in New Jersey. So he lives in a neighboring state, one that goes by the Big Apple, if you will. Not far, maybe like a 45-minute drive from where he was at. So I call him um, to come over and hang out. Now, before you mommy groups or people start judging me, my son was not home, okay? My son was, he was either in daycare or at my mom's house. It wasn't like I was bringing random men into my house while my kid was there. Chill the fuck out. You can keep those comments to your motherfucking self. And yes, I'm back to cursing. Anywho, so 
I'm getting ready and I know it's going to take him a while to get there. I'm not even sure if he gave me a time as to when to get there, when he was coming. So I'm on the phone with my friend, Crystal, who, by the way, shout out to Crystal, was my very best friend at the time. And I spoke to her recently and she reminded me about the story because I completely forgot that it even happened. She is my vault, homegirl. Thank you, Crystal, for reminding me of what a shitbag I was in my 20s. Anyway, I digress. So I'm talking to Crystal, and she's like, oh, my God, are you excited? You have a date coming over, and blah, blah, blah. She's hyping me up. And my response was, eh, I'm kind of over it. Now, here's my problem. I have a tendency of changing my mind at the very last minute all the time. I'm trying to work on it. We'll get to that at the end of this episode. Anyway, so she's like, well, Majosie, call and cancel. He's taking this drive to come see you. And I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of, I'm like bored. Like, it was a good idea when I was driving home from school. But now that I'm like ready and showered, I just, I don't really give a shit. Like, eh, I'll deal with it when he gets here. Sure enough, he gets here. He starts knocking on my door. And what would a grown-up do? Answer the door and say, I'm so sorry. I should have canceled. Something came up. No, what did I do? I laid on the living room floor so that he couldn't see me in my windows. Still on the phone with my friend. He's banging on my door, banging on my door. And then he opens my mail slot and is calling my name. Majosie, Majosie, I'm here. Wake up, wake up. He thinks I'm sleeping. Banging, banging on my door. Finally, I think he's gone and I go to sit up and I go in my bedroom. He's at my bedroom window knocking on my bedroom window, which is facing the back of the apartment. Majosie, wake up, wake up. Majosie, I know you're in there. So what do I do? I fucking hop to the floor and I army crawl into, you guessed it, the Thomas, the engine tent right underneath the window. Now you can't see me. I'm in the tent. But I hear the banging and the calling of my name. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God, dude, give it up. I literally had to call my friend Crystal to see if I fabricated in my head the length of time that he was knocking. I did not. She was about two hours. So now I'm army crawling from tent to living room, from tent, army crawling, sliving tent to living room because he won't give up. So much so that he goes back to the front door and yelling in my mail slot my name. And... I hear one of the neighbors saying, like, she's not home, bro. Like, they're not home. I can tell her you stopped by. And he's like, no, she's home. I'm worried about her. And the guy is like, she hasn't come home from school yet. I, she's not home. You should probably go. States, I almost gave up his name. States is relentless, knocking, knocking, knocking. And me being the chicken shit that I am, literally crawl back into my army tent, refuse to let my friend Crystal get off the phone, And I'm like literally whispering, Crystal, what should I do? What should I do? Like, how do I get him to get the fuck out of here? And she she also starts whispering and she's like, just open the fucking door. I'm sorry you fell asleep and that you should have called, but it's bad timing and something came up. Now, that would be the adult, logical, responsible thing to do, right? I said, absolutely fucking not. I already got myself in this mess. I'm not getting, like, I need, I need a way out. I need a way out. So I'm in the tent and I, he's banging on my door. I text him and I say, oh my God, so sorry. Something came up, had to leave to pick up my son, blah, blah, blah. I made up this whole excuse. I will call you as soon as I'm back home. 
He replies, well, if you left, why is your car parked out front? What is going on? So I lied and I said, my friend Crystal had to pick me up. I am in no condition to drive a car. I have to text you when I get back. He, in my mind, that's enough for him to leave. He does not leave. He said, it's okay. I'll just wait for you on your steps. Continues to bang on the door. I just told you I'm not home, sir. He's not believed me. Continues to bang on the door, bang on the door, bang on the door. Um, so I'm still in my tent. And I'm like, Crystal, what the fuck do I do? Now she's getting nervous because it's getting closer to the time where I have to pick up my kid from daycare. Um, so she comes up with this brilliant idea. And Crystal's like, what if I call the police and tell them that I'm your neighbor and there's this gentleman knocking on your door and that he refuses to leave. We told him you're not home. He's looking in your windows, blah, blah, blah. So I said, yes, do it. So she's like, all right, I'll call you back. I said, absolutely not. I'm nervous that if I hang up on you, I'm not going to have enough time to put this motherfucking phone on silent and it's going to ring again and, and my gig is up. First of all, my jig had been up because homeboy was not leaving. Homeboy called me out of my car. My jig been up. But in my stupid head, I'm like, absolutely not. So she calls the police on three-way. <clears throat> and Crystal goes, hi, um, I'm calling from X, Y, and Z address. There's this gentleman that's been banging on my neighbor's door. Her name is Majosi. She doesn't seem to be home. He keeps looking in her windows. It's getting a little creepy. He's been here for hours, and he won't leave. So what does the police say? Ma'am, if you're so concerned and worried about your neighbor, then why is this phone call coming in from Long Island? We froze. I was like, uh, her cell phone was registered to Long Island. She lives in Long Island. But she's calling, like, can you do a wellness check and ask this gentleman to leave the steps on the neighbor? And the cop was like, nah, you're calling from Long Island. Uh, they thought it was a prank call, I guess. Call us if something real is going on. Click. So what, that leaves me no choice. Now I'm in the fucking tent. How the fuck do I get out of this tent? I'm whispering. He's going back and forth, still banging. And I'm like, get me out of this situation. How the hell do I get out? So then I look out my window and homeboy is parked. He now parked his car directly behind my car. So I have no fucking way out. So what do I think? All right. He's inside of his car. Why don't I just hop out of the back window and I can go pick up Aaron that way? Genius plan, right? Except how the hell am I going to get inside my car when he's parked directly behind me and won't fucking leave? So I literally had to keep texting him and telling him, like, please just go. My neighbor just told me that you won't stop knocking. I don't want any problems with the neighbors. My neighbors are calling me. I will call you when I get a chance. And there goes the story of me hiding in the fucking Thomas the Engine tent and the police doing no wellness check on me. I could have been murdered. Like, I mean, granted, I asked for this guy to come over and then never told him not to come. But what would have been of me if something was really happening and I called my best friend, like, call the police. The police literally laughed. And was like, why is this coming from Long Island? <laughs> Anywho, that was my asshole of my 20s story. I would love to say that this guy was never to be seen of or heard from again, but he wasn't. We actually became really good friends for a really long time after that. And um, 100% of that is attributed to the fact that I've never told him this story till now. So states, 
if you're listening, I'm really sorry. I was immature and so stupid. And eek, let's hope to never speak about this again, you and I at least. And I'm sorry that the first time you have to find out is on this platform, but this is what it's here for. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. If you learned anything from this story is that you are entitled to change your mind at any given minute. You are entitled to change your mind last minute. And that is my narrative. And I don't care what anybody has to say. If you don't want to do something and you want to change your mind the second before it's supposed to happen, change your mind. What you shouldn't do is not telling anybody or not show up or let someone show up, even though you changed your mind hours ago. And now the other person doesn't know and drove from a different state. Maybe don't do that. So guys, thank you so much for listening. I know I kept you waiting. I know we took July and most of August off, but baby, school is back in session over and out, buttercups.